Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is 95 degrees outside. It's hot, in case you haven't noticed. The heat index gets above 100 degrees most days. You sweat. You sweat just walking from the door of your home to your car. School has started again. For some, it will begin this week. The gospel according to SEC football is just around the corner. All signs point to the fact that it is August. All signs point to the fact that it is August. But when I read our gospel lesson, I felt like it was late November, November or early December. I felt like it was the first Sunday in Advent. If you notice that hymn we just sang, is an Advent hymn. That first Sunday in Advent each year sounds the themes that we hear in our gospel lesson today. Keep awake. Be watchful. Prepare yourselves. Usually Jesus tells us on the first Sunday in Advent some sign of the apocalypse, some sign of the coming of the Son of Man. There will be signs in the moon and the stars. And Jesus forewarns us to be ready. And that is a theme of Advent, being prepared, anticipating, keeping watch, keeping awake. And so we hear that in our gospel lesson today as well. Keep a watch, keep awake, because you do not know when the Son of Man will come. We're told elsewhere in the gospels that it's an unexpected day, an unexpected time, an unexpected hour. Nobody knows, although many have guessed, Nobody knows when the Son of Man will come again. So Jesus tells us to be prepared for it will have the capacity to surprise us like a thief in the night. I love cutting grass. Who loves cutting grass? Anybody? Yeah, we got a, we got a couple. We had some at 845. I didn't ask 730. <laughs> I love cutting grass. I love manicuring my yard. Cutting grass is something that I don't feel like I have to, to check off the list or that it's something that I have to do a chore. 
Uh, it's something that, that I get to do, that I, I look forward to and, and I enjoy during the summer. And a lot of that comes from uh, me cutting grass during the summer when I, was, uh, when I was young. I would cut my neighbor's grass and my, both of my grandmother's, I would cut their grass. And of course, they'd pay me handsomely. I'd, I'd cut uh, my parents' grass for room and board, of course. And my, my summer job was cutting grass as well. So it, it's something that even now I look forward to, something that even now I enjoy. So last, before last summer began, grass season was, had just arrived and it was time to cut the grass. I was really excited about it. So I went to the closet and got on my grass cutting clothes, the nastiest, dirtiest shirt and gym shorts I could find in the closet and the filthiest, stinkiest shoes that I had in the closet and I put them on and I go out into the garage where the lawnmower is always kept and I stop dead in my tracks. The lawnmower wasn't there. So I called Sarah and was like, have you, have you seen the lawnmower? <laughs> you know, like it was something that I just misplaced on the kitchen counter. Have you seen the lawnmower? And she hadn't seen the lawnmower. So I walked around the house a couple of times thinking maybe I just misplaced this lawnmower somewhere, I had to come to grips, I had to come to the realization that someone, like a thief in the night, had come when I least expected it into my garage and had taken my lawnmower. Someone had stolen my lawnmower. And if you've had something stolen from you, you know that feeling. You know that feeling, that feeling, uh, that, that peace of mind that just sort of ripped from you. You feel violated. Someone encroached upon your property when you least expected it, when you weren't home, when you left the garage door up. They came and took something that belonged to you. And if you've had that happen to you, it sort of changes your view of things. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was raining, and the folks who were getting all the recycling in the neighborhood, they were so sweet because they put my green bin back in my garage for me. And I thought, that's so nice. And I thought... They know where the lawnmower is. <laughs> so I, I've become cynical because of that, and I hate it. But that's what Jesus is telling us today. Prepare yourselves. Keep watch. For the coming of the Son of Man will happen unexpectedly, and it may take you by surprise. Jesus tells us further to rid ourselves of those material, worldly possessions that keep us back, that hold us back from keeping watch, from being prepared for the return of the Son of Man, for being prepared for God's good judgment. Yes, that's right. I said good judgment. One of the tenets of this Christian faith and life is that Jesus Christ will come again. We say it in the Eucharist every Sunday. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. It is something that we hold fast to, the hope that Christ will come again to reign in glory and God's good judgment will happen. Be a good Episcopalian and know that judgment is not punishment or a spanking or something to shy away from or be afraid of. God's judgment is a good thing. It is something that we should want to prepare our hearts and minds for. It is something that we should want to to look forward to. God's judgment, what does it mean? It means no more senseless gun violence. It means no more bloodshed. 
It means no more cancer, no more illnesses, no more disease, no more epidemics. It means no more death, no more crying, no more grieving for those who have gone before us. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? God's judgment means no more addiction. God's judgment means that the poor have just as much as the rich. And as Mary says in the Magnificat, the hungry are filled with good things. God's judgment is good. God's judgment is healing, peaceful, and takes what is broken and makes it whole again. God's judgment makes no distinction between documented and undocumented, between resident and alien, between who belongs here and who doesn't belong here. That is God's good judgment. God's judgment means that immigrant children come home from their first day of school and their parents are there to greet them, ask them how their day was, to give them a snack, to be there to greet them with a hug and a kiss. That is God's good judgment. And that is something that we should all look forward to with haste. Until that good day and time, until God's good judgment happens, we are told to stay awake, to keep watch, and to prepare ourselves for it. Well, how do we do that? How do we prepare ourselves? How do we keep watch? How do we keep awake? Go from this place in peace to love and serve the Lord. That's how you stay awake. Love and serve the Lord. Lift up the lowly. Give to the poor. See others through the eyes of a child. No color, no nationality. Someone who bears the image of God just like we all do. That is how we prepare. That is how we keep awake. Go from this place and do what the Lord requires of us. Do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Amen.